Die. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Here, Tom Haverstro, Ethan Strauss, Rob Lopez, myself, Dave DeFore, Big Waz, Trey's going to be joining us in a little bit, and Zach Harper showing up from down under. Uh, Jade, before we start, we also have an announcement, right? Big breaking news. Aggregated. <laughs> Aggregated. Aggregated, Waz. Hey, how was the trip to Mexico, by the way? Uh, Mexico City was phenomenal. I've never been there before. It's just like an incredible place. It's sprawling, so much good grub, so much good drink, so much good people. It was incredible. Why? Did you hit that spot I told you about? Which spot is that? I think Cardinal. I did not hit Cardinal. Cardinal. Like Cardo. How do you have Went spots to- in Mexico City? Because it's a like it's a crazy city like that. It's a food city. Like, uh-huh. Are you going to be a Mexico City ambassador when the NBA moves the team there? Mm. Well, it's just it. Yelp has Mexico City mapped out. It's really easy to navigate yeah. if you want to get great food. And so Uber so works Google perfectly. Maps. Uber works perfectly, and so did my phone. Like Sprint was just like nothing for data, nothing for calling, nothing for text. It was it was a seamless transition. That was quite the ad read. There was. Mm. <laughs> Did you try ant eggs? Did you try it? Because it's, it's I ant eggs. I did season. not try the ant oh, eggs. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I try. did try like cow intestines on a taco or something. I did some of the weirdest stuff, but not not too much. Mm. No. All right, guys. Hey, listen. I got some more breaking news. <laughs> we are extremely excited to announce that on April 8th, the back-to-back podcast and the NBA Daily Ding will be joining The Athletic. Round of applause. Woo! Even though I got bloody conformed to the bigfeed.com last night. That, that <laughs> messed up my whole night. That messed Dude. up. I did not want usually I want that stuff. Like when I was leaving ESPN, I was dying for some leaks. You know? Yeah, we remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I was we, like, we remember that ra- that random article on Mashable. Uh, I was uh, that was not a leak, Zach. That was that the, was a that was just a committed fan. That My was God, that was, cool. that was just good reporting. That was an amazing article, by the way, um, and all true. But uh, uh, yeah, so last night at like eight o'clock, I believe for me, I was like ready. To, I was packing up, putting my computer that I. They, Phone messages to start popping off. Tweets start coming in. And uh, sure enough, the big lead had uh, leaked the story. What would you think of that, Big Waz? (laughs) 
we were we were t- we we got pretty stern, you know, talking to about keeping it low, keeping it this, keeping it that, keeping it a secret, blah blah blah. Not like people were like, oh, or else you get fired or anything like that. It's just like, and we were doing they, it was like, it was perfect. We went all this time, and it's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so and so when I see that on the timeline, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we're acknowledging this, especially if again. <laughs> Jade Hoy is quoted in the story. Yeah, I, I was I was ready to deny and ignore, and then Jade's Jade's quoted. I was like, all right, I guess we're leaning into this. <laughs> by the way, by the way, they misquoted me. It was really supposed to say. It's even better the third time, right? Yeah, that's. <laughs> Over to be drawn and quartered. But uh, Ethan, I got I got a little taste of the fame monster last night. I do not. That is made me made me nervous. So I know how I I got a little taste of what you went through the last couple weeks. The fame monster. The yeah. fame monster, as Allie as Allie calls it. It's dangerous. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Man. Can it's, you elaborate on that, Jade? Because I don't know what you're. No, what you mean. He, like when Ethan went with the, through the KD stuff, it's just stressful to get like. Attention to try to manage your public reputation is is a stressful. It's a stressful endeavor. Yeah, it's, I'm like, uh, what tweets? You're do just I not delete? that in control. <laughs> yeah, delete your tweets. <laughs> oh yeah, are you kidding me? That's what Tom deals with every day. Tom's on TV, guys. Mm. Um, At NBC Sports, uh, you can catch me and my Chris Bosch interview later this week on NBC Sports My Team's app. Download it now. Wait, is the Athletic going to get mad about this? We've got, we got room for lots of apps, Tom. Of, no, of course, like, you would go to the athletic app first, but then after that, you know, an NBC app, I'm sure, is fine. Chris ba- Chris Bosch does talk about that stuff, Ethan, about the uh, the KD. Uh, we, should KD. Be, we should be negatively campaigning against Tom. Hey, hey, everybody. If you want to <laughs> read some fake stats that need to later be apologized for when new information <laughs> arises, bum. go and check out Tom's work at NBC. <laughs> but if you want some real information <laughs> that's never proven wrong, then subscribe to The Athletic. Yes. Might as well be the rig number. You know, uh, by the way, also on the also on our call, we got the uh, Roboto Rob Lopez, who's also coming with us. What's up, Rob? Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Yes. And uh, the energy and uh, Trey, yeah. Trey, Trey, <laughs> Black so, Trey will be joining us in a bit. He is also coming with us. He's going to be doing audio. Big Waz is is going to be. Could I say this, Waz, what you're going to be doing? Yeah, go ahead and say it. It's it's, it's it, 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 the ink is dry, baby. Well, I haven't. I mean, this. I think this single thing. Waz makes, is now the CEO of the Athletic. This, this, this makes me the most proud. In addition to his new role as CEO, he will be writing for the Athletic. That's extraordinary, Waz. Congratulations. Drop this man in the scene. I cannot wait for this. Thank you, guys. I'm, a, I'm a journalist, man. I'm gonna put a feather feather in my snap snap bag. So do you, you know y'all should you already have your first scrum question ready? No, I don't. I should be thinking about that shit. And I, and I and I want to talk to somebody who's famous, right? Like I don't want to talk to the. So you're 12. doing it right now. I got a good question. <laughs> Sup, bro? Fame monster. <laughs> Sup, bro? You see how? Uh, are you gonna vote? Are you gonna vote in the power rank? <laughs> Mm. Something I'm pretty sure Ethan hasn't done in three months. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, I, I didn't know that we. I didn't know that was part of how the power rankings were formed. <laughs> no, Ethan's I know. Slacking um, on that slack. I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got to 
get better at slack. I got to get better at my, my slack responsiveness. Uh, yeah. Scrums. I wonder, I wonder how you'll feel about the scrums was I I've decided I used to like scrums back in the day. I don't like them anymore. They're just, they're too public and it's nobody's fault, but it's too much. It's so just too much. Rather do the, what does, what does Windhorse call it? The wraparound? The sidle. Um, sidle. Sidle. The sidle. You rather do the sidle. Yeah, I'd rather do the sidle. Sidle's way better. But Ethan's um, not talking to anybody. He's I'm just, not talking. Yeah, just observing. Just <laughs> you got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here, just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he just walk around here, don't talk to nobody, just walk in here and survey and then write something like that. And now y'all piling on me because I don't want to talk to you. I'm not talking to you. Any- just show up to the facility. And, I just and- got my I got my GoPro on. I show up. I camouflage myself to look like uh, part of Demarcus Cousins' locker, and I just kind of stand there. And uh, I, uh, I I I pull the Darren Ehrman. I just have the recording device out, and people don't know, and I use that information. It's pretty good. It's so not bad at all. Show up to the scrum anymore, Ethan? No, I'll show up. Um, I'll listen in a little bit, but it's, it's one of those things where it's nobody's fault. I'm not complaining. It's just how technology moves. It was way better before everybody started recording it on their phones. It was, you could just ask questions and that whatever the answer was, wouldn't automatically become content for the world. So Ah. even if it wasn't a one-on-one, you could kind of work on something over time and ask a few questions and, and, and have it work towards that end. And now it's just, it's public to the point that it's weird. And I, I remember there was a reporter that Katie was kind of going in on that wasn't me. And uh, I think Marcus was saying, I can't believe how scared that reporter sounded considering all just the battles that he's been in in the past and the people he's covered and having to deal with Barry Bonds and everything else. And I said, Marcus, that's not what he's scared of. He's not scared of KD. He's scared of just being watched and having it be a public moment that the entire world can see if it goes one way or the other way. So um, it's nobody's fault. But it's just where it is, and I prefer the sidle. I actually do. It's really, it's really the post scrum. Scrum is the new one. The post scrum. Like, yeah, like and not every coach does it, but like, and I guess not every player does it either. But like, you can still like you can have the scrum, and then things end, and then you have the other scrum, and that yeah, post scrum yeah, is usually like what Steve, happens. Like Steve does his press conference, and then he walks out into the hallway, and if he wants to keep going, then he'll he'll chat he'll chat some people up. You know, after practice, he does that sometimes too. He does the press conference, and then you bring something up. And uh, it, it, okay, I don't even. Oh man, I shouldn't even say that. I was I was about to just uncensored, unfiltered, t- start talking about media etiquette, and uh, I, I don't know if I should do that. I don't know. Uh, if well, Waz is a journalist now, so we probably need to get yeah, 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 no, seriously. Well, well, let's let's return uh, okay. to that. Let me continue uh, my announcement. Well, we'll get Jay, back Jay, to it. Jay, can I can I have a quibble with the language of said uh, said leak? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, it said Zach Harper, who writes for the Athletic already, will remain on the podcast. As if I was, there was a chance I was going to get fired. There were some, <laughs> other, there were some other issues with the with the announcement. They didn't call me. I mean, it would have been nice a call, you know. But I mean, I, <laughs> just like slide into the DMs. You quoted. I guess got an email with with a, a question. How I, you know, what was the impetus, and and I I responded appropriately. So. Like, I, I would like I would like a I would like a little more fanfare for becoming the all time leader in joining the athletic. There you go. That's good. That's good. I've now joined the athletic twice. No one else has wow. twice. Twice. By the way, um, why I'm, jo- I'm be- expecting a why I'm joining again post. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh bring in some culture to this spot, right? That's what I'm saying. Um now and by culture just that I'm black. Wait, I wasn't talking about <laughs> no. that. Um I want to thank a couple people first and foremost my mother for bringing me into this world and my wife who put up with me for the last year and a half in the most one of the hey, most Rob, stressful Rob, periods. Can you insert the, the wrap it up music? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is an Oscar speech. Life. My wife deserves all the credit in the world. Um, but also Alex Mather, Adam Hansman, David Ortenberg, and Mr. Dan Kaufman. Thank you for believing in us and bringing us into the fold. I'm excited for working with all of you. There's so many talented people that uh, it kind of makes me feel like I was uh, back at my former employer with the, the very talented roster. Also want a special shout out to Ben Aronson who helped uh, put this all together. So thank you so much, Ben. Now, just in case, if you're a, a Patreon subscriber to Count the Dings, you're going to get a free year of The Athletic. So how about that, people? Huh? How about that? A free year, baby. A free year of reading Harper, Ethan Strauss, Sam Amick, Marcus Thompson, Tim Kawakami, and the list goes on. Um, you forgot to say Big Waz, James. Big, Big Waz, <laughs> John Krasinski. It's not Big Waz anymore, though. It's Wazney oh, yeah, Lambre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Um, uh, Dave, oh, by the way, congratulations to Dave Dufour, too. Sorry, Dave, uh, who's also coming on with us um, to do the pods, man. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I mean, I expect it's going to be about the same. I hope at least it's going to be about the same. Uh, I'm pumped. You know, the athletic, like like we've talked about all year. I don't know how you follow any sport without already subscribing to The Athletic. And so, you know, it's a good team. I don't want to gas us up, but it, it really is like the biggest, most essential thing in NBA coverage. When you look at the actual work being done, like it's kind of crazy that that they've put together in essentially two years. It's it's nuts. I like in, in particular, like Bay Area sports. How do you mm-hmm. follow any team there? They have everybody. Yeah. Come at us. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But I mean, you know, so it's really, it's really, really cool to, to be included in that. I mean, it was, it was awesome when I, you know, jumped on with you guys. Like this was obviously like a really great move for me personally, but also it was a lot of fun. And so as long as we can keep that going, uh, I'm really excited about it. If you are um, a big fan of us, we are going to be behind the wall. Um, And as you know, the, the athletic is a subscription site. Um, for diehard sports fans. So it's going to be just, I mean, the place is going to be even better with, uh, with all the stuff that we're going to be doing there. In addition, um, uh, it's a very it's simple, simple model, no ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos. Instead, readers subscribe for authentic in-depth coverage written by journalists who, who know the league inside and out like, uh, Ethan Strauss, right? Um, get all the league wide news from NBA experts like yours, truly not yours, truly, but big was, Along with many others, including Sam A. McSham Sharani and Frank Isola, as well as local coverage by your favorite NBA team. Shout out my boy, John K. What's up, John K.? Um, if you're already a Patreon subscriber, again, check uh, your emails tomorrow. You get the special offer. If you're not subscribed to our Patreon, please go to theathletic.com forward slash dings, D I N G S, lowercase for 40% off discounted. Uh, the athletic um, that's slash D I N G S 40% off. So please, if you're a fan of ours, it's uh, it's going to be totally worth it. That ends up being just two ninety nine a month. 
That's it for more than 1,200 stories in all the podcasts that we're going to be creating. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. Um, we will be exclusively on The Athletic. No iTunes, Spotify, nothing. The Athletic people, sub sub subscribe right now using the promo code DINGS. Download The Athletic app from the App Store and get ready to join us into the future of sports journalism. How was that? That's pretty good. Freedom! Yeah, it was a good read. Good read. So uh, we'll talk to Trey in a bit to get his feelings as well. Um, but now I guess I guess we've got to talk some basketball, huh? Wait, Jade, I have a question. Does being behind the, the athletic paywall mean you don't have to do ad reads anymore for back-to-back? -back? Correct, Tom. No more ad So reads. you don't have to sit through ads? You can just go listen to the podcast yes. ad-free? Yep. You're gonna get, and all you speed freaks out there, you're going to get your speed controls. Don't worry. They're building out. I've been work, working with the product team. They're building out a beautiful – the application's beautiful already, but the uh, the, the podcast section is going to be real, real nice. So um, – I'm excited. But uh, also, by the way, I wanted to also thank our fans um, who supported us over the last year and a half under very difficult conditions, especially about a year ago when we, we relaunched as an independent company, fully independent. And obviously, without without you guys, we could not we could not be here today uh, celebrating this tremendous victory. <laughs> So I mean that. And also, you know, we'll see you. We're going to see you in uh, Chicago. Chicago, May 18th. Um, all right. Dave, what do we got? Well, I think we got to start with the Warriors. Andrew Bogut is back and looked pretty good, even though they lost to the Spurs last night. Uh, Ethan, I really want your take on this. I have a prediction, and I want to know how way off I'm going to be. After one game, I got a hot take. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm holding my takes in. I want to use these takes for Warriors Wednesday tomorrow. So I am, I am, I am oh, conserving the, the takes. Preemptive. preemptive. Oh my I'm conserving Jeez. the takes. Big, big time in me right now. Well, I think. No, no, no. Andrew I want to hear your prediction. Right. Let's riff off this. What's your I prediction? I think Here. Andrew Bogut is going to be the starting center by the second round of the playoffs. Wow. No love for Kevon, man. He looked – Bogut looked really good last night. He was quarterbacking the defense. I mean, there was a little bit of miscommunication like in the first quarter. You could see they were filling themselves out again. But, uh, yeah, Bogut looked pretty good. He did. He looks uh, trimmer. I think it helps to play a season where you play once a week, I guess, is what we learned. Uh, it's crazy because I thought, I thought his NBA career was just done. But, yeah, he came back. He looked good. Uh, he understands the playbook. Um, I don't know by the second round. So you think that Boogie's going to struggle that much that it just has to be done. So that's, I, yeah, I, I think on. he's the weak link. He looks so, so good in games, uh, you know, in, in the Houston game, especially though. I mean, yeah, but that's, it, that's Houston. Like Houston well, it's no complicated. Defense. Nobody wants to say it's just, it's, you can't have that many guys who have been used to scoring their whole career on the floor at once. I mean, it, it sounds good. It sounds better than it is to have. Boogie, uh, KD, Clay, and Steph. But sometimes a little less is more. And I do think there's something to the idea of maybe just have a guy who's not looking to score and it just makes it makes it a little smoother. Because Boogie looked good when KD was out. And I think that's a function of just not having so many mouths to feed. I think it's yeah, interesting that the idea of having Boogie come off the bench um, because with an Achilles injury, I wonder if warming up and then having to sit on the bench has something to do with the fact that he's starting. 
I wonder in the playoffs if physically he'll be okay with warming up, sitting the bench, and then coming in cold into a game. Uh, even though he's going to be featured more in the second unit or coming off the bench, I, I don't know how – I'm not a doctor, Ethan, mm. but I wonder how much of him starting has to do with the fact that he's fresh and he's warmed up and he's ready to go. I, I would venture to say that him starting has a lot to do with you're coming here for no money, uh, so we're going to give you a starting role. I think that's probably my best guess at it, although there might be something to the idea of uh, of, of the way he's warming up. But it does make some more sense to have him come off the bench and add some scoring punch, I, I, I do think. So especially if he can just go against in the way that in the way that uh, that, that Trez goes against some of the weaker bigs in that backup role. Maybe you could have Cousins doing that as well. So, no, it makes sense. I could see it going that way. I don't I'm not against this take. I'm not against this prediction. It seems like a plausible prediction. What is what is Bogut being on the team mean for just the locker room in general? The locker room. Um, the locker. I, <laughs> the locker. I, I, I <laughs> the wrote an article lockers. on this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote I wrote an article on this um, that I was even a little bit surprised by how much his teammates wanted him back. Where who knows? Maybe he got on their nerves every now and again uh, in the past, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. And from what I heard, all the former teammates were uh, heavily behind bringing him back. Clay is happy because he's friends with Bogut, so he gets to have his friend come back. And I think there's a sense of they just want to have a little bit more fun and they want to have a little more banta, a little more banta. Uh, so I, I, I think that they're, they are happy about that. And I think they're also just happy to have somebody who knows how to run the plays. I think that's something that we often – we don't talk about because we don't know because they never say – in the press conference that this guy doesn't even know what the plays are. And it's really annoying that, that, that doesn't get said. I think bringing somebody in that they don't have to bring up to speed who knows where to be is also uh, an aspect that the players are happy about. Did you guys uh, hear JJ Reddick's podcast with Chris Paul by chance? I didn't. They had to come up with a new name for their play 21 because they every NBA team knows what 21 is. So if you call out 21, everyone knows. So they have these little like tricks, these hacks uh, to like call something by they call it like blackjack with the Clippers. They're like blackjack. Um, I think they called it for JJ Redick. They call it like Chester Thomas, whoever the 21st president was. Mm. They called it that name, Chester Taylor or whatever I, I his name I, is. Chester A. Arthur. Mm. Yeah. Sh- Yes. Chester Thomas sounds like a blogger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the funny part was when Chris Paul called out Savage and Blake Griffin nodded his head like, yep, I know what play this is. Uh, and everyone else on the team knew what play was coming. And J.J. Redick was just like, guys, what? What does that even mean? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so, yes, plays, plays are very important in, in play calls yeah, and, yeah can I, I love can that I, say, I love that world can, yeah can i say how i know that chester a arthur is the 21st president it's how? from the movie it's from the movie die hard with a vengeance they're trying to figure out what 21 of 42 is and this uh this truck driver says oh chester a arthur and that's how they figure out which school had the bomb in it so there you go little fun yeah, fact about the movie happens all the time people just know randomly the 19th president of america sure um <laughs> so he so the plays are the sta- same Ethan. So like, I think, uh, I think there, there are probably some new plays since KD came. There are probably some plays that Bogut doesn't know, but uh, for the most, 
for, for the most part, for the most part, it's the Warriors playbook, which, by the way, uh, speaking of J.J. Reddick and Chris Paul, a lot of what the Warriors do has been cribbed from Doc Rivers. A lot of what the Warriors run has been taken from uh, from Rivers because of the Alvin Gentry connection. So that's always an interesting aspect to me that well, way more than Phil Jackson in, as far as the plays they run. Way more comes from Doc Rivers. But yeah. sorry, somebody's in. Well, they're, they're, it's like they're adding a, a like a famous name, like a big time player to an already stacked roster. But it's going to be a seamless transition, much like adding Black Trey mm. to the Athletic. Ah, guys, right? Guys, I believe we have Trevon Edwards on the line. Wait, is that not allowed, Trey? Yeah, we got to rebrand <laughs> Trevon Edwards now. <laughs> we got to rebrand. We're no, we're transitioning from Black Trey. Black Trey Black and the Dings, Trevon Edwards on the Athletic. What's up, buddy? Congratulations. What's going on, man? Thank you, thank you. Uh, Glad yeah. I'm able to uh, talk to my pals. Yes, you. It's been a while since you've been on the buds. Oh man, I know, right? Uh, spring breaks only. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm. By the way, so if you. By the way, I'm going to hit this promo code again, guys. If you're not a subscriber to us on Patreon, you will get 40% off if you go to theathletic.com forward slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, lowercase, uh, where you will be able to hear us uh, at the beginning of April or so. Uh, Trey, tell me, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. Uh, man, I'm excited. And, you know, uh, obviously, Creative Juices is going uh Happy to be able to continue this journey with you guys, especially familiar faces, and then also, you know, welcoming my uh, my new uh, my new buddy. So it should be fun. Uh, Ready you, for the ride? Have you met Ethan? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I heard I heard about that Ethan guy. Mm. You know, uh, he 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 he's a he, he's a he's a good foodie man in the Bay man. I have to tap in with him when I'm in Oakland. Actually, you no, met- Trey, 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 you have to be careful with Ethan because he doesn't really talk to people. He just kind of creeps around yeah. podcasts and arenas and, and you know makes things up. I don't tell people about food. I just observe the food. That's what I do. Gotcha. You met Ethan gotcha. the same night I met you. Absolutely, yeah. That was a fun night. It was random too. The blind tiger. Yeah, yeah, I didn't actually didn't actually meet Trey that night. Was that it? was was that the night the Warriors <laughs> lost the finals? By the way, no, was that they, that night? They didn't lose the no, finals no, 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 that no. night. No, two nights later, maybe. I don't know. It's all a blur. Um, yeah, that was a that was a great night where I I had half my meal before I realized that that was Trey. Um, Dave, run your uh, run your Demarcus Cousins Bogut theory by Trey, please. Oh, well, Trey was on the Daily Ding with me uh, for this morning where I dropped it. And he actually he, he said it wasn't bad. Trey, we're talking oh, about Bogut, Bogut starting. I'm with it. I'm with it. I think he, uh, you know, got a chance to to regroup and focus and explain what, he, you know, really focus on life outside of the NBA. Most guys think that they're big, bigger than that. And, uh, you know, getting a chance to play at home and, and refocus and, and get into their mentality, I think he's going to add some valuable the grit, the, the the Warriors look to it, I guess, you know, kind of picking up where he left off. Well, he was also a guy who very was vocal about the grind of the, the season kind of getting to him. Mm. And so maybe, you know, re- a little bit of renewed vigor. I think so. And also he just has the lightness out there of a man whose two small children are all the way back in Australia and he's just free. <laughs> there you go. As simple as that. His two, in, his two <laughs> infants are back in Australia and he can just play basketball and actually get some sleep. Like I think that's light, what we're seeing. 
I do have a question though. So he was wearing a shooting sleeve. Now, is that a shooting sleeve or an elbow pad? I got to figure this out. I don't know. His free throw form looked better though. His free throw form looked good. That was the strange part. Did he go over there and rework that? I I, I, fixed his elbow. Maybe. He looked really good, actually. Like, I mean, it's kind of like D Wade having braids in his last year. You know, you sometimes you got to reinvent yourself, man. <laughs> the Aussie swag is up. Found a house on Saturday. Was going to kind of buy all the kids kind of toys and safety equipment and baby gates on Monday, and then uh, I got a text from Steve Saturday night, uh, call me ASAP kind of thing, and I'm like, oh. So um, they organized a flight for me on Sunday, and here I am. What has to happen for them to want to bring him back next season? I don't. I don't oh, bring Bogut back. Yeah, I don't no, think they're thinking like that. I don't think either rental. party this is a rental at this point. No, no chance of it. I don't think either party is thinking about that right now. Now, well, look, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, I just don't. I the way it was said to me is that that wasn't exactly in the cards or something that anybody was counting on. So it would be surprising. It would be surprising to me if it if it went that way. Um, I mean, how but, often is it Bogut and even Boogie at this point just spot duty while the Warriors aren't playing their actual five best players? Yeah, I mean, especially yeah, but the coach. So, yeah, yeah. we don't know. We don't know how good the fit is with Boogie yet. Like, it hasn't been a good fit of all the of all the lineups that they've had since uh, KD came aboard. It's been the worst plus minus for any lineup with this four all-stars with boogie, they're plus 12 and Iggy with that same lineup is plus 86. Damian Jones. This season is plus 15 loon dog. Amy and Jones loon dog plus 92. I can't remember what the breakdown was, but uh, this was a couple weeks ago, but it was, I know at the time it was, they were getting killed in first quarters and then in third quarters, they were good. Yeah. Um, Well, it's again, I really do think it's good to have defined roles and it sounds better than it actually works out. It's kind of like a hat on a hat when you, when you add that much scoring together. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, I just think that's what we're seeing and you've got the defensive issues that everybody anticipated, but it's not being compensated for. There are diminishing returns. There are diminishing returns. And again, I think I, I this is a situation where I'm not sure it's anybody's fault in particular, right? It's, it, it just is what it is that when KD takes a break, then DeMarcus looks good and probably vice versa a little bit. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot to manage. Nobody's going to feel sorry for the Warriors for having to manage it, but it's a lot to manage. So, here, so uh, a couple of weeks ago on power rankings, I did bold predictions for the rest of the season for no reason, and so I was I was along the lines with with Dave in that I said like I don't think Demarcus Cousins will start every playoff game, but this was well before Andrew Bogut, and so now I feel even better about that with Bogut back. But I think it'll be later in the playoffs, Dave. I think it'll be like in a conference finals where they go down, you know, one, nothing or two, one or something like that. And they're like, Oh, yeah, we got to reconfigure. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I think that what they're going to do because egos are involved too. Right. I, I think that Kerr will wait until, you know, everyone is calling for it for a couple of games and then it'll happen. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I wonder though, cause Looney is so good in particular in these playoff matchups, he can switch like crazy. So if they're playing Houston, I mean, Looney has got to play. Yeah, you look great in that game, right? Does Boogie like, even I mean, Boogie was awesome in that game. And, and clearly Capella can't really guard him. But are we gonna get that boogie every game in a series? I just I, I don't trust it. No. I don't 
I don't trust it either. And again, again, I keep saying this. I think part of it is he had the the carte blanche to go for his scoring in a way that he won't in the future. And I think that's going to um, infect other aspects of his game. But it should be matchup dependent. I think the, Looney is the guy for a rocket series. And then if you're going into a series against the Thunder, might maybe should be boogie and or bogut you know you get that burliness against steven adams so it will be somewhat dependent Jokic, i think is some that's it that's a team where you can get away with playing boogie um or at least when they've gone against denver it's looked that way so i just think it's matchup dependent i i don't think you have to worry so much i could be wrong about this but i don't think you have to worry so much about telling boogie that he's not starting he's very incentivized to be on his best behavior with the warriors highly yeah but it's there's best behavior and it's just how he plays right like because part of me wants to know mm, what does his next point. deal look like if <laughs> he doesn't play quote-unquote well in the playoffs right where he is only doing spot duty or he does get played out of completely played out of his series or two right like what does his next well, deal look that's like? Was, like? that's was, a good it just, question it just takes it just takes one team though right right mm. takes it one. just takes one team but yeah, I think about how JaVale McGee is wait a second I think about how JaVale McGee was so good for the Warriors so good for them and it did not get him paid at all well, that he was well, the, 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 because because Ethan one the he, like, we all we all knew we all knew the jig was up like we knew mm-hmm. he we weren't getting this JaVale McGee if you went and signed him like it's still JaVale McGee with Cousins it's still DeMarcus Cousins like he can still get you 2010 every night and for some teams with cap space this summer that will be enough I think that difference matters but it's I, I, I'm speaking to what Waz is talking about where it sounds good. Hey, if you're a good soldier and you just do what's asked and you come off the bench, it's all going to work out for you in the end. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe the the selfish incentives are actually aligned against the, the, the selfless incentives. And I so I just bring that example up because I thought I thought JaVale would get a little bit more money after the Warriors situation than than he ended up receiving. But uh, that that is something that's going to be very interesting is how much somebody offers Boogie after this. Considering where the league is moving, it seems to be moving against the things that that Cousins does well. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on a make good offer next year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something like maybe fifteen to twenty, but but short term. Yeah, um, I would assume everything with him is going to be short term yeah. for a while, right? Especially like, if he doesn't. To- especially if he's played off the court in the playoffs, right? Like, I mean, he's got a. This is it's an interesting situation because they didn't need him. He had all this time to rehab and he's looked okay. I'm not I don't want to say he's looked horrific. Yeah, like just, you got to remember yeah. like he's a 280 pound guy coming back right. from an Achilles injury, right? Yeah, like yeah. he looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh I I still think a team like the Knicks or the Lakers are going to strike out and uh wind up, you know, mm-hmm. probably surprising all of us, but uh mm-hmm. my my expectation is that, you know, someone like Dallas will say, "Hey, here's a oh. uh, Here's 15 million. Dave, you know how badly I want DeMarcus Cousins to be the guy that LeBron James has to like settle for. (laughs) It's going to be LeBron. It's going to be DeMarcus and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. DeMarcus and Jimmy Butler. It's just like, all right, this locker room is going to be amazing. Speaking of LeBron. Oh yeah. Transition Dave. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you, you got to finish Jade's thought there. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, did LeBron subscribe to the athletic with uh, the athletic.com slash dings uh, to get 40% (laughs) off. 
Read that, um, Joe Varden. Clyde Frazier had some some comments, and I really uh, want to get uh, you know reactions from you guys because we've you know this is sort of the normal LeBron stuff. He's not sitting in the huddle, sitting done. at the end of the They're bench done. by himself. Give the guy a break. He's done it all year, though. See, this is the this is the problem. Um, he did it know, all year. Yeah, he, this is LeBron's thing. He doesn't I, sit in the huddle. I thought, not, started, he, he, I thought it started like, like eight weeks ago. Nah, well, Why I mean, is this a thing now with guys not sitting with their teammates and not being in the huddle? I mean, he, well, was talking, he was talking to Tyson it, Chandler. He yeah, was right there. yeah, he was talking to a teammate. He was right there. <laughs> he just happened to not be in a uniform. It's not more uh, – to me, it's not about the other players. It's more about the coaching staff. But it doesn't matter because this coaching staff is going to be gone anyway. Well, at least to yeah. LeBron, it doesn't matter. But the yeah. optics of it are not great, right? Well, I the think that's speaking, speaking of going, I got to go, guys. Thank you Trey, for having me on. Trey, we will see you, listen to you on the Daily Ding. Uh, most nights, thank you so much for everything you do. Okay, buddy? Thank you. All right, guys. Have a great day. Yep. I was talking about this with Allie last night because I, I was thinking about doing a segment where she just reads NBA Reddit stuff and reacts to the crazy alien world out there. But I, we call saw it, Call it NBA Read It. Oh, that's beautiful right there. Uh, also, I have to give a shout out to James Herbert for suggesting that I call the segment of Allie doing a rundown of the league as Allie Oops. That's also very good. But I showed her the clip of Damon Jones reacting in that way, and I was just talking. It would be nice if we all had surrogates like this, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, people would go on other podcasts. People would go on TV shows to just loudly defend us, yelling at straw men. What a what a great luxury! It just seems incredible to have that. So I'm jealous that LeBron has that. I wonder. Here's the thing: Are you guys a little conspiratorial about it? Do you think when Damon Jones is loudly uh, making the case for LeBron and saying, "Last night after the game, I went and had dinner with LeBron," and you know what? Six of his teammates was with him. So if he's not a good teammate, he's not a good leader, he wouldn't be hanging with these guys off the floor in New York City? Come on. And this is not just for Clyde. This is for everybody that's taking shots at LeBron James. Stop it. Do you think that's something LeBron planned and orchestrated? I mean, that's, that's, that's not only that, but it's also Damon Jones making sure he gets on that next coach. He's staff. on the next coach's staff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's a thing where LeBron... LeBron, like the teammates don't even know this is what it's about. LeBron goes, "Hey, let's all go out to dinner, guys." You're saying like oh, LeBron. LeBron heard Clyde's comments. Yeah, yep. yeah. his social. Oh, oh and he's saying, like, "All right, think, I, I know I'm gonna deflect this." Yep. Wait, yes, Ethan, yeah. You saying he didn't just yep. randomly invite Mo Wagner to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's one of those things where whatever they feel about him, he's still LeBron, and he's saying, "Hey, man." Come out. Let's get dressed to the nines. I'm going to it's all on my card. Uh, it's just whatever you guys want. And they don't know that they're just showing up to a LeBron PR ploy. A stage social media event. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, I feel what Clyde is saying as far as like professional decorum, just the appearance of, yo, this guy's checked out. This guy's acting like this. This guy's acting like that. And because it is LeBron, right? Like if it was just like, and I always use Amon Shumpert as a as an example because he demanded a trade and it's just like, first of all, nobody <laughs> wants you. Second of all, you're our 12, 12th man. But it's like, if Amon Shumpert go to sits at the end of the bench, nobody cares, right? Like you can pout, yes. you can do what you want. You don't actually wield any influence here. LeBron does. So it's important that, you know, there's an appearance of him being involved, him being the face of the league 
league, blah, blah, blah franchise that it's what? that he seemed to be doing the quote unquote right thing in public. Yeah, I just, how did, how did Clyde Frazier do it? Did he do it in typical, because I didn't hear the original clip. Did he do it in Clyde Frazier-esque uh, lingo? Or was he like chilling and coach killing? No, like, what no, was he, no, what was he saying? No, no. I, I, you know what, Jay, before you play it, I was kind of stunned. I thought that that was post-produced. Because the, the the whole entire clip was just great cinematography. I thought Clyde was t- like it, it felt like someone had edited it perfectly for that clip. Tom, you when you don't saying? when you don't have when you don't have a basketball team to really cover because they're so bad, <laughs> you get really good with production. The NBA, I think you should be more a part of your team, folks. No matter what is going on on the on the in, in the public, you got to be a part of the team. In the locker room, you're not, but you have to exude that type of togetherness in public, folks. And right now, we see he doesn't really care. That's he's just not him. Care, he's, he's not honest. caring and not sharing. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Clyde was just having like he was just expressing his own personal thoughts on it. It's like, all right, if you don't fuck with these dudes in real life, then right. go ahead and not do that. But in the public, like you got to put a good face on it because you guys are a. A team, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this isn't like it's Jeff Van Gundy saying this, right? Like we know Jeff right. Van Gundy; he's, <laughs> he's the white knight for coaches. Yeah, this is this is a former player, right? Yep. Like that that carries a little bit of weight. And Clyde I never jumps out the window a, with anything, anything right. ever, right. ever, and ever. Not just a former player, like a former superstar. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's not like again. He he's also very good at what he yeah. does. Like he follows. Like, he's this on top like of this Damon stuff. Jones coming out and saying it, right? <laughs> like this. <laughs> Bron, I mean, I always feel, I always feel LeBron's a little bit of a powder. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's a little well, bit. Well, he's proposed and managing loads. He, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> <of> the- <laughs> the other thing, LeBron doesn't like to be told what to do. He knows what he's doing, right? It's like. <laughs> He's he's he's, uh, he's 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 offending and not defending. <laughs> it's like it's both. It's he's both things. It's not the, the being above <laughs> being coached thing is real, right? Like I'm not just making that up. Or and the other people that have said it, I'm not well, the first to say it. Well, it's but, not. It's not. I don't know if it's that, Dave. Like it's it's that he wants the coaching to be a certain way. It's sure. not that he's above being coached. I think it's that he, he like there, like Tom, Tom can speak to this better than anybody, but like, it's that he has to feel like, you know, every angle, like you were prepared for any scenario to where if he asks a question, you have the right answer. Do you remember when Ty Lue kind of chewed him out? Was that last season? One of the rare times Ty Lue actually coached. Right. Um, and, and it was like this huge deal because no one Stage, ever done social that media event. It was probably LeBron saying, look, you co- we're going to come to the media and say that you yelled at me and it worked out. And I'm Do you think Damon home. Jones like walks around with a, a suitcase full of cash to just like <laughs> just be ready to help out LeBron at any time? <laughs> Love the Is idea. He, he's AC Cowlings. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know, man. Like I, I'm I, I agree with Clyde. I think it's I think it's not a good look at worst or at best. Um, at worst, it's, you know, completely disrespectful to not only your teammates, but also to the coaches. Dave, he is like, he was talking to a teammate. That's, that's the, I know, but he wasn't talking to a teammate who was playing. He was talking to a guy wearing a hoodie. None of those guys guys are playing right now. Okay. I mean, but the other thing is it's the, 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 the benches, they're just too tight. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I yeah, I like this take. I'm on this I mean, take. He's just, he wants yeah. space. He's a big dude, man. It's like, it's just, I don't we want to go get between two guys on the bench. <laughs> it's like sitting Whoa. in coach, you know? I don't know how this is a thing this season. I don't remember. Uh, just uh, maybe this stuff always happened and we never noticed. That's what I want to yes. know. Is this They're a losing. new development or did it? It's like, did Kevin Durant, when he was at the Thunder, always stand 30 feet from the bench by the stanchion during timeouts, and we just never noticed and never cared? Does Radio Radio Ethan have a take on this by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) Let me think. I I need to get into the proper mode. I don't have that. I didn't really like. You know he does. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he's the king. I know he's supposed to be somebody we all worship for gracing us with his presence. But look, buddy, this ain't Space Jam 2. You're not sitting in the director's chair with the other Hollywood celebrities. You gotta be with your team and go down with the ship, buddy. You better wear this L. You better wear this embarrassment. You better wear every inch of the disappointment you have brought to Los Angeles. I'll tell you something else. It's only Bill Plasky who's speaking the truth and telling the people what a bum you've been the entire time in Southern California. I am sick and tired of all these media suck-ups who refuse to say what's going on and refuse to say it to your face. You're not Michael Jordan. You're not even Scottie Pippen. You're somebody who has been benefiting his entire career from the Junior Varsity Eastern Conference and has been exposed as a fraud the second he got over to the Big Bad West. You have to sit with your teammates because you can no longer sit with the great ones. <laughs> Should be noted. Can I, can I tell you He's how sitting out tonight against the Bucks. Can I tell you how jarring that is halfway across the world at 3.55 in the morning hey, to listen to Radio yet. Ethan? Oh, I love it. What's so jarring about it? Love it. It's the truth, Zach. I was really expecting a, a Judd Bushler word, you know, word play there. Judd Bushler should be Steve Kerr's surrogate. He should be the one who goes on TV and uh, and yells on behalf of Kerr the way that Damon Jones try to get a job. Oh, yeah. I don't know why he doesn't have a job. I think he might be one of Kerr's best friends. It's odd that he's not, you know, it's odd that he's not with the Warriors. It's strange. Did he go to Arizona? Yeah. Guys, breaking news. The New York Times. We're joining the athletic. Turns out. The back-to-back podcast and the NBA Daily Ding will be on The Athletic starting in April, um, technically as of now. You, if you are a fan of the show, you can subscribe, get 40% off. Go to theathletic.com forward slash dings, uh, D-I-N-G-S. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get a year free. Congrats. Uh, What else we got, Dave? Well, speaking of the Lakers, um, Doc Rivers and the Lakers apparently have mutual interest. And Zach Harper is the only guy whose opinion I really want to hear on this because, Zach, is it possible Doc Rivers is going to try to engineer another trade of himself? Guys, guys, Doc Rivers is not a good coach when it comes to superstars. So this is a terrible idea. He is a great coach when it comes to coaching up role players. We've Wait, seen do they in have Orlando. superstars in on the Lakers? Ooh. I mean, have you? Ooh. Oh, that's right. They traded Zubats. That's Ooh. right. I forgot. Yeah. Um, this is a terrible idea. This is like the, like Doc Rivers should not be coaching LeBron. There's Why like, would there's he no do it. I mean, that's the thing too. I just don't get it. Sorry, Zach. he's got such a great situation. 
Yeah, exactly. maybe he's maybe he's tired of putting up those ban like those those pictures of Clippers players over the banners. Uh, <laughs> it's just he's been questioned for so long, and finally he's redeemed himself, and people are saying Doc Coach of the Year. It's just I, why why Here, get out? Here's what now? I'll say. Here's my take. Kevin Garnett did not only drag Paul Pierce in the Hall of Fame. I think he dragged Doc Rivers into the Hall of Fame. I don't think either of those people are in the Hall of Fame for their respective jobs if Kevin Garnett doesn't come to Boston. That's how it goes. If a guy makes a field goal, then Bill Parcells isn't in the Hall of Fame for football. You know, there's I, I, I think I'm I think I'm pro Doc. I think I'm pro Doc. I think I'm I'm staking out. I'm the, the doc I, I, I like Doc. Doc's a great coach when it comes to role players. Look what he's done with this Clippers team. Like he should be top three in coach of the year. But I don't. But think he's not is. good when he coaches superstars. But who is? That's my argument. I keep making. Who is? Yeah. This is yeah. a valid. Nobody. Steve Kerr. And no. and it just seems like, uh, man, what are we, kind are we of that, that, that Steve Kerr is the ultimate superstar placator by mid July? Sorry, you were saying was. Like, what kind of offense are they going to run? Like, that's my thing with LeBron at this point. It seems like he just wants to run the LeBron offense, which, like, with the right pieces, you're going to score at a very effective rate. Um, But coaches kind of don't want to do that, right? Like, they're like, yo, we want to run something a little bit more egalitarian, you know, get more people involved. The ball has energy, blah, 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 blah. LeBron kind of just wants to run his own thing. So that's why I'm like, if you have a strong figure like Doc Rivers involved, how um, – <laughs> how influential is he actually going to be allowed to be? You're only as good as your superstar allows you to be as a coach. They have way more power than you do. And if they feel that, Hey, you know, I'm not listening to you from the jump, which seems like it happened in LA with Luke and LeBron, then what can you uh, really do? Two words, Ethan, Billy Donovan. Thank you very much. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, he's, he's, he's coached up two superstars just fine. And, and one of them left for the Warriors. Uh, it's it's it just seems that we're in this era where it's different. The players not only have a lot of power, but they're aware that they have a lot of power and they like wielding the power. And it's not bad. It's not good, but it is what it is. And it just I think we have to look at it a little bit differently. I, I don't think any coach. <laughs> I don't think any coach really. Okay, well, then is, Doc is Rivers is especially bad at coaching superstars especially bad, even though he won a championship with superstars. Yeah. In the first year he won a championship. Like well, and then he I, made it to another finals. I mean, if K, if KG's knee doesn't in fall the, in apart, the East, like all he had to do was out coach Mike Brown. Uh, that, mm. That's a fair point. I think it it's a fair a, argument that Mike Brown would be a coach who's bad with superstars. I think that would be a fair argument. Uh, based yeah, on what I happened. agree. I think I think Mike Brown with a team like this Clippers team would be fantastic. So, like, so, I, I I'm with you, Zach. Most of this, I I get that like KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Rondo and per, like that, I mean, that, per that team coaches like Sam Cassell, PJ Brown. Like they had so many veterans to 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 police each other. But is there something to the fact of getting out your own way and letting them letting that happen? Because a lot of coaches would probably try to micromanage every situation because I feel like it's inevitable that that team wins the championship in 2008. But is there something yeah. to the effect of getting out your own way? And, and I and yeah, I think, well, I think there is something to that. I also think like those teams, those later teams in 2010, 2011, 2012, like I get it. They dealt with injuries, that KG knee injury kind of you know, crippled them. But I think there were, there were years where they needed more coaching for doc and he got by on that Ubuntu thing for way too long. 
<laughs> the win, what's our record when Perk is uh, in the lineup? That's right. The, exactly. Like, yeah, they've never lost a playoff series on this. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. it was just like he had, he had excuses built in instead of solutions. I, it, I can, it's hard to argue against. How good That's, is he at coaching his son though? The other question. They got him paid. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's better at, he's better at GMing his son than he is at coaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so Doc the GM was horrific, and Doc the coach has been really good, but Doc might be another one of these mid-major coach guys. Maybe every coach is just a mid-major coach. No, I think they're legitimate coaches. Like, I just think that, like, I think, you know, fit of the team obviously helps, but I I, I love the way he's coaching this Clippers team. Like, I'm trying, like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to crap all over. I'm like, I think he's a good coach for a certain type of team, but this idea that he's going to come, he's going to swap, you know, locker rooms and go coach LeBron, it's a terrible idea. Right. No, no, no. But to your point, there no coaches are really good at coaching superstars anymore because of how, you know, player power is now flexed, right? It's just a different thing. I mean, I, we, t- we talked about LeBron yeah. not – when was the last time he was coached by I, someone? I would right? be shocked if Doc does this. I just I, – I can't help – I don't – I haven't read the original story. Where where was the original – where did this come from? Where did this emanate from? Uh, Peter Vesey. Uh, Peter Vesey. Okay, well uh... – <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea the provenance of, of that, but it seems like the kind of storyline that you might like a little better from the LeBron camp perspective than from the doc camp perspective. I don't just the coaches I've talked to don't want to coach LeBron at this point. Why would you? You want to coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's one thing it's one thing uh you know if you're just like you know what oh, fuck it I just want to win. I just want to come out, get W's but but like even then it's, it's like, like it sounds good. It sounds good to it's, it's not good. Yeah, it sounds good to have LeBron. Everybody wants to theoretically everybody wants wants to coach a player as good as LeBron, right? Especially if he's in his prime. But what coach is looking at what's going on right now and goes, "Oh, I want a piece of this situation. I Who want to be the coach aging LeBron. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people do. I think it's a lot more fun to be. I think it's a lot more fun to be doc, you know, wait for Kawhi Leonard to sign there. You say, you know, he says 15 words back to you the entire season and everybody else listens to you. And that just, you you just keep going. That sounds a lot better. I said this for a while. LeBron needs to be the player coach. Like they used to do in baseball. Remember that? Tree, tree Rollins style? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Bill Russell did it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be perfect. Yeah. I just, I, I, and that's another thing about it's like, if you're a player who isn't LeBron, it's like, why am I taking orders from LeBron and the coach? <laughs> you know, like it, it becomes a problem. It's like, who do I go with? Right. Like who, who's actually um, the leader of this team when, when you got somebody like LeBron out there? I don't know. I think Ty Lu was perfect in that. Like he was just completely fine just doing his thing and letting LeBron do whatever he wanted. Um, you seen David Blatt, who's like, yo, I've met presidents before. Like a dude uh, with that type of ego, it's not going to work. Yeah. By the way, player coaches. uh Banned by the collective bargaining agreement. Oh. Yeah, did, did did he mess up by getting Chris Paul that big max contract mm. loophole, or did he, or did he, or should he have gone and say, hey, we need player coaches? Mm. What a strange <laughs> thing to ban. Well, because you can circumvent the salary cap that way. They could say, all right, we're going to pay LeBron the minimum to play, yeah. 
but we're going to give him $50 million as a coach. Oh, so you can in practice, but you could just have a figurehead coach and effectively be a player coach. I mean, isn't that sort of how we feel it's been happening for a few years? Yeah, I guess that's how we feel. But except I I don't know if Ty Lue ever got his proper credit. The people I know who work for Ty Lue say great things about him and say that he's a great coach. I think he's a good coach. I think even even then the cost of being a coach. Yeah, I think he is a good coach. The cost of being a good coach is like having to leave his job for weeks because he got sick. Well, right. From the stress. Like I think think there is a certain toll of coaching LeBron James under that uh, spotlight. Um, and, and you know what, Luke Walton might have the best dip disposition because he's probably more laissez faire or, or just kind of San Diegan about it. Right. Ethan is just like, I'm not going to uh, deal with all the stresses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, like if you have a really intense coach, hands-on head coach, I'm not so sure that's the best for, uh, for coaching LeBron, but to doc's credit, if there is genuine interest in coaching LeBron, I feel like this is just a case of, hey, I've coached KG, I've coached Paul, I've coached Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Wouldn't it be cool to just kind of try this out and see how it would be to kind of try out coaching LeBron James? Like, isn't there an appeal in the sense of, hey, uh, not many coaches get to coach LeBron James? Well, I guess a lot early in his career. I just, yeah. Isn't there kind of like that, I that whole, I want to see, I mean, even see with no Coach upside. Stoll, you would say like it was pretty successful. He damn near LeBron tried to throw him over the bus or under the bus, excuse me, yeah. or out the bus. I don't know. He tried to kill the guy um, yeah. during the first season. And then what he ended up doing was just designing an offense for him. Right. Like inverting the two the two forwards, making Chris Bosh stand on the perimeter and letting LeBron post and doing all this. Other. Like he ended up literally custom fitting a whole offense for this guy. And, and LeBron so LeBron had one of the best four year runs of any player ever. Exactly. Um, And, you know, I, we don't have time for this, though. <laughs> we don't have time for this in, in L.A. Like it has to the ball has to get rolling now, starting on July 1st. I just think the Clippers right now are maybe one of the five best situations that you want to be in if you're yeah. if you're a coach. I mean, they're you're you're in a you're in this great city, great weather, um, a lot of options. If you do believe that Kawhi is going is coming there, uh, which a lot of people believe, and even if he doesn't, they've got options and, and they have good ownership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, that's, that's the key. Like bomber, bomber's a legitimate owner at this point. Yeah. Lawrence, well, you know what's Lawrence funny? Frank, very good at, at at his GM. Like they're in a good spot. Well, here's here's a take. There, there's so much focus. There's so much belief, and I think it has to do with how maybe we get a lot of our information from people like Jeff Van Gundy, who don't want to be messed with, and they say hands off owner, hands off owner is great, hands off owner. I actually think that a hands-off owner is a bad thing if you're completely hands-off. It creates a power vacuum. You probably are better off with an owner who isn't an idiot and creating problems by being so hands-on but is a presence, is a strong yeah. presence. Is Ethan, you know who's a hands-off owner? Genie Bus. Glenn Taylor. Yep. Yep. How does that <laughs> work out? It doesn't work out well. What happens is people start knifing each other because there's a power vacuum. That's what happens. <laughs> people fight for control of the team behind the scenes and well, people aren't on the same page. And Glenn Taylor's hands off until he's hands on and, you know, gives Andrew Wiggins a five year max extension. Well, mm-hmm. all right. First one, everyone was going to give that guy he was a five year max it. extension. So like, but no, but he's, he's hands off until, until 
the shit has hit the fan in an, an unbelievable way. And then he comes in and makes it worse. <laughs> like it, it, he's somehow like, Hey, this fan wasn't on high enough. It was on medium. Like let's throw shit against a high fan. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the point about the ownership and, and with the Clippers being better as weird as Balmer is, or as weird as he appears, uh, it, it, it's just good to have somebody who gives a shit. Just somebody who actually appears to give a shit is such a good thing to, for a team to have. I've seen the counter example with, uh, with Chris Cohan, who is a hermit versus Lake and say what you will about Lake but he's there. He's courtside. He obviously gives a shit from the top down that matters. And, um, is, is hands off too. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Not good. And that has been great. Hands off is good if you hire somebody like Greg Popovich and just leave it alone. But yeah, like that's like a Mickey once in a Mickey generation. Mickey Harrison's relatively hands off, right? By Except the way, Pat Riley in, in charge. I, I had a tweet go viral um, and it's just funny to me how little effort sometimes to have a tweet go viral and how unearned such cloud is. I, I just the CSN Bay Area, not CSN, NBC Bay Area. Sorry, Tom, um, had a stat. A fewest days of the losing record uh, for teams since the 1998 season. And it was such a crazy stat. And I wall feeding my baby. I just took a a picture of my TV and I just tweeted the stat out and it got, I don't know, thousands and thousands of retweets. You know what I love about this? You know what I love about this is this exact stat came out like a year or two ago and it was like 49 days instead of 65 days. And that stuff went viral then. So just two years from now, like it's such is low gonna, effort. It's going to, it's going to throw the screen grab out there and it's going to get like 10,000 retweets. Yeah. 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 Next season it will be 70 and it'll like, Whoa, people <laughs> react the same way. You know, it's a crazy stat that it Spurs. really, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> the Spurs I, I wanted to talk about the Spurs. I'm really, I'm really happy that you brought them up. Yeah, I thought they were going to be so much worse than they were. And they looked bad at the beginning of the season with their lack of defensive talent. But my bad, they were, were man. Yeah. Well, it's all listen, Derek White, um, you know, people are actually finally starting to see him now that they've had some national TV games. He's very, very good. He's probably like one of the three best guard defenders in the league. And, you know, we saw this last year with DeJounte Murray. They had a great defense and, and LaMarcus had probably his best defensive season, you know, defending in the rim point of attack defense still matters. And when you get a team like San Antonio, they have an identity and you've you got know, great point of attack. It matters defense. more than Dave, 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 this, this, this point interests me because Ethan for years said that point guard defense didn't matter at all. I didn't say it didn't matter at all. You've got to do your job. Less. I said it mattered less than other positions, and I think that the league has changed in a way because back when I said that, it was very much teams weren't switching defensively. Right. Number one, they weren't. It was it was sort of standard drop, pick and roll defense, and teams weren't switching. Now, if you are a weak link, um, you will be attacked in such a way, and it does matter a bit more. I think guard defense. I think guard defense is more valuable than it was five years ago. That's that's my take. Um, so I think it's always been equally as valuable. Yeah. But no, you that's your job. It's not about that's, shutting a guy that's down. Not, that's, that's not true. That's not true. It's it, it mattered more. It mattered more five years ago to have um, like Kevin Garnett defensively than a point guard who was really good. Well, defensively. I mean, Kevin Garnett's the greatest defender we've ever seen. So like, no, I'm saying that, like the greatest point guard defender of that era would not have been as valuable 
defensively as Kevin Garnett was. But I have a question, guys. Has it mattered in the last three seasons to have DeMar DeRozan as one of your two best players in the playoffs? It has not. (laughs) What the Spurs are doing is impressive, but I just look at them like, all right, it's not going to matter in a month. We'll see. I don't know. I I think that um, nobody should want to see him. You're going to have to work for it, right? It's not going to be easy. The Rockets. They're not going to beat the Rockets. They're not going to beat the Thunder. They could. I mean, if they face the Blazers, they could beat the Blazers. Yeah, this four five about Portland, right? Um, Especially if CJ is is out for extended period of time. They're saying like what a week to ten days for reevaluation, but yeah. But like, um, right? Maybe. But the defense defense is legit. It was incredible how healthy that Blazers team was this season. Incredible. The last three years, right? They, yes. They've not missed. They've missed the least amount of games over the last three or four years. And this is a team that I find myself never believing in. And then somehow they're always like three or four seed. And I, and I, yeah, but, but then Dave, the playoffs come and yeah, right. Yeah. Damien, Damien Lillard is, is that rising tide, man. He's just, he's really good. But the Spurs are, I think they're going to be tough in the first round. I mean, they're. Yeah, I mean, they, they fixed their defense twice in one season. Like, their yeah. defense was really bad in the first 25 games, and then it got good, and then it got really bad again for like a month, and then it got good again, and they're just on a roll. All of which coincide with Derek White not being in the lineup because he was hurt again. And then Jakob Pertle, I mean, they're playing two bigs. It's, it's a throwback, it's crazy. Is that Ted? <laughs> hey, uh, Dave, what does a Ted's first appearance in the first round look like? Is that a six game series? Is that a seven game series? What yeah, is- I think I think a six or seven game series, but like no blowouts. I don't think they're going to get blown out. Even if they play the Warriors, I think the Warriors are going to act like they might sweep them, but it's going to be, you know, a tough four games. Okay. That's they where can- the, that's where the, that's where the, the two bigs actually would be interesting is against the Warriors because it forces the Warriors to remain with DeMarcus Cousins, right? Right. I mean, I, we saw it last night that the Jakob Pertle and, and LaMarcus gave him fits. It was, it was very impressive that game. And then DeMar, you know, having a guy who can get you a bucket is still undervalued. I think like now that we've gone like ultra efficiency, but having a guy like DeMar that you can give the ball to in crunch time and say, Hey, we need a bucket. It still has value. I've I've been saying that for years, like the later days of Carmelo's stardom, right? Like not what we saw the last couple of years, but the later days, like everyone's just shitting on Carmelo. I'm like, look, man, there's still a huge value in an entire defense going, oh, we got to stop that guy. Right. Like, and they've got two of those guys. LaMarcus is like that. And DeMar is like that. I I think that gives you a a puncher's chance. I mean, you know, this is, was it, 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 it's a good thing until when. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got to see it. We got to see it in the playoffs. But, you know, yeah. guys, it's come on. It's it's March 19th. You got to let me talk about these hypotheticals. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> man, I, I always I always hold out hope every year. I'm like, maybe the road's going to actually get to the get to the. Free throw I, I like if they right go up week. against the Blazers, I would pick the Spurs, I think, in a series against the Blazers. I think that they, I they have a puncher's chance too. against the Nuggets. Yeah, just because of the lack of experience, like they can they yeah. can slap the, the nuggets in the face and, and Denver may not respond well. Also that. that that altitude advantage always goes away or is less so in a playoff series than during the regular season. And yeah, I think that always throws the nuggets. Yeah, because you acclimate, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're you're there for a while. 
It's why the Nuggets are <laughs> so disappointing historically in the playoffs, and they have these wow regular seasons. And then what happened? I think it's because they have less of the altitude advantage. I don't know how they fix that. I don't know what they do about that, but they should probably you, look you into lower it. you lower the city. <laughs> you lower the city. <laughs> you know that the Spurs like Pop and the and the front office are going to have some wacky way to uh, to like simulate the. Uh, the altitude for Denver. Oh, like if they oh, were, Tom, they'll all be in those like Bane workout masks, right? Yes. Where they live with yes. the oxygen. Yes. Well, either that or they just, you know, if, if somehow they're the seven seed, they, they just wind up flying the, the day after the season ends to Denver and just hang just out, hanging out. No, in the mountains. They'll skip, they'll skip the last game of the season. They'll just go straight <laughs> to Denver. <laughs> yeah. The dirt. It'll be, is Dirk retiring? Do we know Have they, have they said that? I don't think he is. I think yeah, he's coming back for another. Yeah. Hinted he's coming back. <laughs> so what, I was thinking to myself, do what, <laughs> dude? Collect he's so uncomfortable was. to watch, man. Oh, it's, no, uh, we we should mention he just passed Wilt Chamberlain. I still like I've said this like for last year, but if you if on draft night you looked at everyone and said, "Hey, that guy, that giant German kid, he's gonna pass Wilt Chamberlain on the all time scoring list," you would have been looked like like everyone would have called you a complete idiot. Like it's crazy that he passed Will Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. Charles Barkley was the only one that saw it coming. He knew. And um, to get him Don Robert. Nelson. <laughs> and Don Nelson. Yeah. Somebody's got to write a book about Don Nelson. Like we need that. That's the book we need. The inside expose. Zach, you should do it. Mark Stein. <laughs> hey, send me to Hawaii. I will. I will write a book on Don Nelson. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of somebody who, when there's a power vacuum in the front office, is just knifing people left and right. Um, yeah, it's a green, um, Gordon Hayward. How many times has he scored more than, or at least 20 points this season, guys? I don't know. He scored over 33 times. Six, two two of those came against the wolves. He scored over 20, just four times this season. And was was I right? Was I right about three times for over 30? Uh, Sure. Um, I think you might be right about that, but the point is guys, the, the Celtics, uh, go when Gordon Hayward goes in the, in the 16 games that they have had Gordon Hayward score at least 15 points. They're 14 and two. And it's not just about efficiency. Like when he is a high usage guy, that team does so much better. But the question is, can he do it in the playoffs? Can he reach that ceiling and be the Gordon Hayward of Utah every single night? Um, yeah. Or is it just going to be inconsistent this season? Yeah, this is like we always win when our pitcher hits a home run. It's like, okay, well, that's something to count on. That's that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, they I, don't have this with, with Kyrie, though. Like, no matter what hey, don't you Don't you dare disparage Dontrell Willis. Okay, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner. Um, so the other thing, Ethan, to your point is when he has – at least four shots at the rim, they're undefeated. Mm. Interesting. Interesting how I don't know what to make of I don't know what to make of the East. I don't I'm yeah, I don't want to be brainwashed by Ben Thompson into thinking that the Bucks are indomitable. I I, I think I want to have more Bucks suspicion. A little more Bucks e- suspicion. Ethan, he, Ethan, like here's the dirty little secret about the East. It still mm-hmm. sucks. Really? I think yeah. Phil, I think I'm higher on Philly right now. All that talent on Philly. Woo. The, yeah. And, and talent, like we've just seen it too many times. Like talent can win out. Yeah. Um, they're just really good. Tobias Harris is, I mean, exactly what they needed. 
another guy that can get you real buckets. And uh, I mean, they just, they're, they're stacked. That starting lineup is insane. Like the numbers are off the charts. Let's see. Let's see how Jimmy does in the playoffs. Let's, well, see, right. let's see how the chemistry is. That's, that's what matters. Yeah. All right. Boaz, see you later. He had to go. I'm, 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 I gotta go to you guys. Ethan, you guys see you later, buddy. Congratulations, Ethan. Well, thank yeah. you. The family. Guys. It's fantastic to be working with you officially. Finally, it is. It is fantastic. Now um, I can bug you officially. You can bug me officially yeah, no, on Slack. Exactly obligated. Hit me on Slack. Yeah, which yeah, I, yeah, of course. Ethan, never <laughs> which I've never installed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, Ethan. All see right. you later. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, All right. And then uh, just want to uh, reiterate: um, we are joining the Athletic. It's a pleasure. Uh, I want to thank all the fans. I want to thank all the people that I've worked with. Zach, um, Tom, Waz, Trey, Mariano. Amin. Dave, Amin. Um, ben Ben Aronson, who's been very, very, very important in this process. I forgot to thank him at the top. I'm going to have to dub that in. Um, uh, and to all the fans, of course, if you're not a subscriber, again, go to theathletic.com forward slash D-I-N-G-S dings for 40% off. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we are Best official. coverage in the business, baby. Best coverage in the business. And uh, we'll see you at the, the Daily Ding, and uh, of course, every night. And and, and then on Thursday, we'll, we'll be doing Nerder She Wrote. All right. Peace. All right, I'm going to bed. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that, buddy. See you guys. Love you guys. commander must cross that field, present himself before this army, put his head between his legs, and kiss his own arse. I'd say that was rather less cordial than he was used to.